We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Monday Rotowire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel, who'd like to remind you to be sports rich. I'm Jake Latarski, joined today by Ben Miller to talk a little hoops at the onset here. You can follow Ben on Twitter at BenManDoingWork. You can follow me at JakeSki52. Later on, uh, tried and true Chris Benzine is going to come on to give us some DFS football locks, but we're going to kick things off with a little bit of NBA. Quick reminder, if you're listening on iTunes, Stitcher, what have you, please take a second to give us a five-star rating and review. It helps us continue to help you any and all feedback. Of course, as always, appreciated. Ben, welcome back to the show here. We're going to get things going uh, by talking about some of the high-priced guys. This is one of those uh, slates here where there's quite a few games. So there are five guys priced over 10000 a lot of familiar names here, including the likes of Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, James Harden, Kevin Durant, and the Greek freak Giannis Antetokounmpo. Ben, if you're starting off a lineup, who are you locking in? Yeah, well, I mean, our, our two top-priced guys, Westbrook and Davis, um, they're both coming off, I mean, they're in the second game of a back-to-back set. Um, Westbrook went off for 58 Fandle points yesterday, um, played 38 minutes. You know, Davis, on the other hand, went off for 67 Fandle points. Are you telling me Westbrook didn't get a triple-double yesterday? 
I, oh, oh, nope. Yeah, he did. did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. 58. Holy cow. Everything I'm looking at in his game log. Uh, yeah, yesterday he played 28 points, 17 rebounds, 12 assists. Yeah, yeah. Guy's a monster. Right. I mean, but the, the only problem is here, they're, they're both pretty big workloads. I mean, Westbrook had 38 minutes. Davis had 43 minutes. You know, so I'm a bit worried these two guys could have their minutes held in check at least a little bit, mm-hmm. um, which is something you usually want to avoid when you're paying top dollar for a player. Um, so, you know, for that reason, I'm kind of looking a little more towards James Harden at 11400 and Kevin Durant at 10400 mm-hmm. Um Harden's been off since Friday. He's going to be well-rested, you know, while Durant hasn't played since Saturday. So that at least gives him a day off in between. Um, both guys are playing in the, the top two projected over-unders on the night um, with the mm-hmm. Golden State-Indiana game projected, I believe, at 221 points, um, while the Houston-Boston game, I think, is at around 219. Um, so that means both games should be extremely up-paced and you know, should provide both players additional opportunities to rack up a bunch of statistics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with such a big slate, you know, um, there are a lot of cheap value plays available, so you, there's potential where you're even, you know, you get All one right. or both of these guys in the same lineup at the same time. For sure, yeah. You're always looking for value plays on the big slate. Uh, I know Paul George is back for the Pacers. That his defensive prowess doesn't give you a lot of concern about Durant at all. No, not really. Um, especially mm-hmm. coming off that injury. I mean, there's there's so many guys that they have to defend on that on that Warriors team. Where exactly? Uh, yeah, someone's gonna have to help off everything like that. He's gonna get open shots. It doesn't worry right. me too much. Perfect. So uh, so you got a couple high price guys in the lineup here. Uh, let's kind of look to that middle tier. Any uh, guys you're looking for uh, specifically to hopefully get in your lineup uh, that aren't too overly expensive that could still be paired with guys like Harden and Durant if you're gonna use them both? Yeah, a couple guys I like in the low six thousands are Harrison Barnes and Julius Randle. Um, Barnes is sitting at 6,200, um, while Randle's just below him at 6,100. Uh, Barnes has been just over 30 Fandle points in each of his last two games, uh, which has been left a little bit to desired. You know, if you're paying in the 6,000s, you're, you're still hoping to get upwards of 40 from those guys. Um, but the Mavs are still without Dirk Nowitzki, um, so Barnes should get a ton of looks offensively, and um, you know he's still a player they're trying to feature as their go-to guy, so there's always potential for him to have that huge game. Mm-hmm. And, and with Randall, I mean, he's struggled a bit of late. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's seen his price go down a little bit. He was 65, 6,600, yeah. but in his last two games, he's got 17.6 and 15.2 FanDuel points. Yeah, he had that hip injury, um, I think, like two or three games ago. So that, that that seems to affect him a little bit, and that's driven his price down for sure. Um, but, I mean, with the Lakers still dealing with so many injuries with other guys like D'Angelo Russell, Nick Young, um, mm-hmm. he's, he's going to get a ton of minutes. And he, I mean, he's a guy that averages 8.7 rebounds per game, and he's pretty, pretty consistent with those numbers. Um, so it's his point production that usually leaves a little more to be desired. Um, but, you know, with so many guys out, I think that could bring up his offensive numbers, which, you know, helps his value overall. Yeah, so you're buying low on somebody like Randall, which is never, of course, it's never a bad idea to do here. Um, I know one guy, a Laker guy I like to use is Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. If um, if he ends up, because, uh, I mean, you got, you got Young and all those guys out, so Clarkson is someone that could potentially hit some value. Definitely. He's just 5,200, so possibly another value play. For sure, yeah. On I the agree. slate there here. All right, so let's, let's do another scenario, Ben. We'll play out a different one. Say you don't want to go complete stars and scrubs and uh, use Durant and Harden say you can only afford one of them you're going to go for more of a balanced lineup like say you're going to enter a 50-50 contest or a double up or you're going to take someone on head to head and you want to get yourself a higher floor we're going to go for a little bit of balance so you start with Durant or Harden you know kind of take your pick Um, then you got to pick I don't want to say a middle tier guy but maybe someone in the $8,000 range that has a pretty high ceiling anybody in particular that jump out there yeah, I would think I'd definitely look at a guy like Isaiah Thomas. Um, 
like we said, eight thousand is decently expensive. But I mean, mm-hmm. if you're only using one of those top five salary guys, um, you should have room for him. In his last game, Thomas went off for thirty-seven points, four rebounds, and seven assists, which was fifty-two Fanduel points. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, so he's definitely locked in. We bre- we already briefly mentioned this to, above with the with the Harden comment. Um, but the Celtics are taking on the Rockets, so it's going to be a quick, high-paced, high-scoring right, right. game, mm-hmm. um, you know, which always benefits fantasy numbers. And um, the Rockets definitely aren't prided on their defense, <laughs> so I do think Thomas is, is going to find some lanes, and he should have some open jump shots. Yeah. Now, now, for someone who, a casual NBA fan like me, do Thomas and Harden get like matched up on each other, or does that just kind of rotate a little bit, I guess, yeah, depending rotate, on the scenario? Yeah, the, there's no way Harden's going to be staying mm-hmm. with Isaiah Thomas, so they'll probably try and find mm-hmm. a little better of a matchup there. Oh, um, yeah, a little, someone a little bit with, yeah. with some more defensive prowess right. than, than, than Harden. In there, okay. I hear you. So it's not necessarily mutually exclusive. They could both go off in this game. Exactly, is yep. what you're saying. All right. Another guy you mentioned here is Demar Derozan. You like him at 8600? Yeah. I mean, it's again pretty expensive, but I mean, um, he's been one of the biggest surprises of the season. He's averaging 27.9 points per game this season, which is mm-hmm. good enough for fifth in the league. Um, behind those other all stars like Davis, Westbrook, Boogie Cousins, mm-hmm. James Harden, um, which is pretty impressive. I mean, earlier in the season he had a stretch where he posted over forty Fanduel points in eight out of nine games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're definitely seeing him slow down a little bit here, um, but we get a little bit of a price break. I mean, the last yeah. two games, I mean, he is he has seen as high as ninety four hundred dollars of his salary, and the last two he was at eighty nine hundred, so now he's down to eighty six hundred. So at least you get a little bit of a break exactly. again, yeah. looking for guys you can buy low on. And uh, you know, we mentioned cash games earlier. DeRozan, uh, he hasn't he's only had less than thirty Fanduel points twice on the entire season. That two times that that is it. Yeah, so that's fantastic. You're looking yeah. for you're looking for some safety there with some some potential upside. He is uh, he's got to be someone that's in, in consideration. Right, I like that, Ben. All right. So uh, last thing we got to look at are the biggest injuries of the day and who benefits the most. This is probably where we're going to find most of our value plays, uh, looking for some cheaper guys if we're going to squeeze in Durant and Harden. I love using Giannis in my lineups just because I'm a Bucks fan and I, I love watching him go off. But, you know, if you, if you use any of these higher-priced guys, we're going to have to find some value. And injuries are usually a good place to uh, to start looking for value. Uh, one of those teams that is dealing with a lot of injuries is the Memphis Grizzlies. How does, uh, how does that scenario shake up, Ben? Yeah, I mean they're 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 hurting for depth for sure. Um, sitting without Vince Carter, Mike Conley, Chandler Parsons, James Ennis, Zach Randolph, like it Holy seems cow, like it's that's never, a laundry list. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. They probably got to sign some D League guys to get a <laughs> roster together, right? Um, so the, yeah, the guy I'm looking at here is probably Andrew Harrison. First off, um, no Mike Conley, so he's been starting the last few games. Mm-hmm. Um, this this was a guy that was a minimum salary guy just a couple of games ago. Um, so it's already proving his worth. His, his salary's going up, um, starting to climb a bit. He's still at just. 4,300, though, so it's pretty cheap. Yeah. Um, he's proven he can surpass the 30-point mark in terms of Fanduel points a few games back against the Raptors. Um, came down, came back down to earth a little bit Saturday with the 17-point Fanduel outing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, still at 4,300. It's definitely a guy, I think, you should but, I mean, be plugged in. The big thing is you have to look for opportunity in DFS, yeah. and he's played 30 or more minutes in three straight games with a 35-minute performance uh, back on November 30th when he scored 33 Fanduel points. Yeah. So with his price still being 4,300, he's always got to be in play. Right, and you got that. Yeah, he's he's already proved that he, he can you know at least break that 30-point mark. Um, so yeah, definitely worth the risk. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, doesn't have Frank Kaminsky to contend with in the paint. Uh, that's a Badger Kentucky Final Four joke. <laughs> if you were wondering here, other injury situations: uh, the Thunder uh, looks like Stephen Adams is questionable with an ankle sprain. Who steps up if he doesn't play? Yeah, well, a couple minutes could go to Joffrey Laverne, um, but I, I do like Enos King Cantor. Joffrey. <laughs> yeah, I do, I do like Enos Cantor a lot here. Uh, just forty nine hundred. 
Um, yesterday, he put up 34.5 FanDuel points, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that, that was with Adams going down in the first half. So, um, you know, with a full game without Adams, if, if he does end up getting held up, uh, I do like him at that 49 Okay. Value. And finally, we alluded to this earlier uh, with the Lakers here, but uh, laundry list of injuries as well. That's opening up some opportunities for guys like Clarkson, but there are other guys you look at as well? Yeah, I think the more risky of the looks is probably Brandon, Ing- Brandon Ingram. Mm-hmm. Um, is the cheapest, obviously, at, at 4100 so I do like that. Um, he put up 26 FanDuel points against the Raptors on Friday, um, but, all, but was all the way back down to 17. Um, like we said, though, he, he's proven that he can get up there. Mm-hmm. Um, a little, a little higher in the in the FanDuel points realm. So, um, at the cheap value, I, it's worth it. it mm-hmm. It's worth a risk, especially yeah. in those bigger. Definitely areas. looking like a GPP play yeah. because I mean, yeah. uh, I mean, look at Ingram. His last three games: thirty nine minutes, thirty five minutes, forty one minutes. Like, look at the minutes and ignore the points for a second here. I mean, uh, the the thing for me that's slightly concerning is just uh, like his three points shooting percentage is under thirty percent, twenty eight point six percent. So he's going to have to hit some of his shots if he's going to be uh, if he's going to be efficient here. Right. Yeah. That that definitely makes him the more risky play for sure mm-hmm. so but but other other than that you can go to Clarkson or, or even your Lou Williams yeah I played Lou Williams last week he had over 30 FanDuel points yeah. for me it was a good start yeah, Lou just put up 40 points the other night too mm-hmm. um without you know rebounds yeah. in the system his fight like his, so. his uh his, I mean his price is starting to climb up he's at yeah. 5,500 but yep. 5,500 is still very reasonable I mean after you throw a couple of high price guys in that's basically the average you're working with. yeah you can go a couple yeah, guys above great. a couple guys below yeah all right well thanks for joining us Ben getting me ready for some NBA DFS action tonight Good luck to everybody and your NBA lineups here on Monday evening. Fantasy football fans have all the victory every Sunday. FanDuel offers fantasy football for everyday fans. New contests start every week to ensure there are no busted seasons. Just pick a contest, choose your team, and watch your score real time. New this year is an upgraded experience. Get even more contest variety. Try beginner contests for new players only. Settle a score with a friend in a head-to-head contest. Try a 50-50 contest where the top half wins cash. Play in a larger tournament for even more excitement. Play for just a dollar. There are choices for every budget. Whether you're going to enter an NFL squib for a buck or enter the single-entry NBA dribbler this evening for just a dollar, chances to win a good amount of cash with a solid lineup here. I mean... I'm going to definitely be getting in on the FanDuel action NBA, uh, hopefully recover from uh, from a rough NFL weekend that featured lineups with uh, with Drew Brees. Mike Evans had a rough game, but, uh, you know, had a couple good ones, but it's it's up and down. It's a roller coaster. That's why FanDuel can be so exciting at some time. Once again, have all the fantasy that football and basketball has to offer. FanDuel, be sports rich. We have reached the time in the show when we welcome back Chris Benzine. You can follow on Twitter at Crispy272002. Chris and I are going to be talking the Monday-Thursday NFL slate on FanDuel. Then we'll be picking up our cash game and our GPP quarterbacks for the entirety of Week 14 here. Chris, before we get started, you did make the trip to Indianapolis to watch our Badgers uh Unfortunately, choke away the Big Ten championship as well as any playoff hopes. I mean, Washington and Clemson won, so they probably weren't getting in the playoffs anyway. So really, they just blew the Rose Bowl. But, uh, I mean, outside of what was on the field, were there any highlights to the trip? Or uh, was it just uh, was it a pretty depressing effort? At least it got tickets for, what, like 15 bucks? It was, it was pretty fun to go down there and mm-hmm. even go to just the Lucas Oil. I've never been to the right, yeah. Lucas Oil Stadium. Mm-hmm. It's a nice place, definitely a nice area. Uh the game, the trip down there was much better than the trip back. There was actually a huge snowstorm on the way back. Oh, yeah. And had to drive through that for about three mm-hmm. hours, four hours, and mm-hmm. it was it was brutal. But overall, the experience was good. Result, not as much. 
mm-hmm. and I would I'd probably do it again. I was gonna say, are you, we're gonna go back next year. Yeah, assuming we're there, I'll I'll think about it again. Probably mm-hmm. going. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty safe bet here. But all right, let's jump into the Monday Thursday slate. We're gonna you're just jonesing for some FanDuel NFL action. Maybe Week 13 didn't go your way. Maybe you started Drew Brees. Maybe you started Colin Kaepernick. Maybe you started Mike Evans, and you want to make up for it with the Monday Thursday slate. That's gonna kick off with a Monday evening matchup between the Colts and the Jets. Colts are heading to the Jets. Uh, they're one and a half point road favorites. Over under on that game is 48.5. Uh, also included in the slate is the Raiders. At the Chiefs, after another impressive win for Kansas City, the Chiefs are three-point favorites at home, where the over-under on that game is 47. Chris, let's start off with the quarterbacks here. you got to pick one of the four. Derek Carr at 8,100, Andrew Luck at 8,100, who has cleared concussion protocol and will start Monday night. Then there's Alex Smith at 7,000 and Ryan Fitzpatrick at 7,000. Now, logic would dictate you got to go Carr or Luck. Are you in agreement with that? I was. That's what I would go with. I have to go top of the board, one or the other. Mm-hmm. And you have. And it seems to me the production should be very similarly close. And mm-hmm. obviously, FanDuel believes that's the case as well. They're both at eighty one hundred. Um, I think maybe I would lean a little more towards Andrew Luck in Indianapolis, just because mm-hmm. that Oakland KC game is more of a, a divisional rivalry game. Sometimes mm-hmm. defenses show up a little more. A little more nerves going on, and mm-hmm. it's a big game for both teams. Whereas the Indianapolis, New York Jets isn't is exact isn't mm-hmm. as big between the two. Yeah, and the Chiefs defense. I just want to point out they're getting they're getting better. I was doing the Chiefs inactives. They got Dontari Poe back. They got uh, let me see here. D Ford was back and playing. Justin Houston's been a little bit banged up. He'll get another week. Uh, I mean, they're, they're they're continuing to get healthier, and 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 as that happens, the defense is getting a lot better. Now, I mean. Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons did give up 27 points to him, and you know that can be a tough, uh, a tough matchup on the road. But that being said, this defense is one on the rise here, so I would agree with you, Chris. And uh, I'm leaning towards a healthy Andrew Luck here. Um, I mean, is there any appeal to trying Smith or Fitzpatrick in, in, in a GPP? I mean, if you're going to go down, I would maybe go with Fitzpatrick, and just because I don't, mm-hmm. Alex Smith, kind of a system quarterback, doesn't really mm-hmm. rack up points. I mean, frequently. You, so. you look, you look at opportunity. I was just talking to Ben about minutes in NBA. You look at pass attempts in the NFL here. Alex Smith just threw 25 passes, and you know they were down for a lot of that game. So it doesn't matter. He's not going to throw the ball a ton. Fitzpatrick, on the other hand, whether it's by his own doing with turnovers or, or whatever, he's going to have to throw the ball quite a bit more. So that he has yeah. a little bit more GPP appeal. But I think either way, you got to go to the top. Yeah, I would agree. I, I don't think you want to go down, but if you really want to be contrarian, I think Fitzpatrick would be the one of the two mm-hmm. that are at seven thousand. I'd go with. If you find yourself saying Ryan Fitzpatrick won me life-changing amounts of money, you heard it here first. So we were expecting a thank you there, but uh, also. Highly unlikely. I wouldn't invest a ton there. All right, let's talk about running backs, Chris. Uh, there are four backs on this slate that uh, really stand out. Fortunately, we can only pick two. Starting off, we've got Spencer Ware, who had one of the better games of his season on Sunday, scoring two touchdowns, a rushing and a receiving here uh, in his matchup. Uh, he checks in at the top of the board at 7,400, followed by Matt Forte at 6,900, Latavius Murray at 6,700, Frank Gore at 6,200. And then after that, it gets pretty uh, sketchy, as in I probably wouldn't use any of the people after Frank Gore at 6,200, but you got to pick two. Is there anybody that jumps out at you in particular? I think I might go with Latavius Murray at 6,700. You mm-hmm. look at his last four games, he's had 31.2, 11.7, 16.3, and 24, and he's only at 6,700, so he's 
priced as the third running back on the board. And as you mentioned, uh, the Kansas City defense has gotten better, but they're still against the rush this season, according to FanDuel, 27th against the rush this season. So Mm -hmm. you still have a lot, and and he's the lead back in that backfield. Still, Mm -hmm. they do hand the ball off a little bit to some, like, Jameis Olawale. There's a couple guys that that do, Jalen Richard, who both get involved. But Latavius Murray is still the clear lead back, has 20 carries in about 20 carries in three of the last four weeks, and he does he's involved in the passing game as well. So of the guys on the board, he seems like the one that I feel has the most value. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I do you do have to choose two. I think I'd stick away, obviously, from Frank Gore of the four. He's the one I would probably avoid. Yeah, the Jets', Jets run defense, defense is pretty stout. So, yeah, he's a, probably a fade option for me. I'm going to cross him out as well. Yeah, so if I had to choose between the other two, I'm, I might lean towards – Spencer Ware a little bit, I think, just because I don't. They use Bilal Powell probably a little more than mm-hmm. than Ware. Ware generally gets, uh, or sorry, than um, Charkendrick West. West does get involved as well, mm-hmm. but uh, both are involved pretty frequently. I I expect similar outputs between those two as well. I think, but I, I just feel like I might lean towards Ware in that of the those two. Just as you mentioned, he did have a good week last week. Maybe use that go over. I just I just don't uh, don't necessarily trust. I think my favorite running back of the week is probably Latavius. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I like Latavius too for a lot of reasons. One, he scored twice in in the Sunday game, and the thing with this Monday Thursday slate that's unique is it, it includes one game from the from the week 13 slate and one game from the week 14 slate so they're not adjusting their prices based on week 13 production here uh for that thursday game you kind of have to lock in the prices that they were on sunday so you look at guys like latavius murray even spencer ware that scored twice their uh their prices haven't gone up at all despite really good games and usually i bet you once we get into this next slate those guys will uh will go up a little bit uh and so so by that logic yeah i agree i i like um I like Latavius Murray, Chris, but I also think Spencer Ware was a little bit too high-priced to start with in the first place, whereas uh, Matt Forte, I think, uh, is right about where he needs to be. I mean, the Colts are near the bottom of the pack. They're ranked 26 in run defense, 116 yards per game on the ground allowed, 4.6 yards per carry allowed, and they also just seem to get torched by backs that can catch the ball. So I think if it were me, I'd lean more towards Matt Forte over Ware, but uh, but it's a close matchup because, I mean, this was one of Ware's first really good games here in Week 13. He had a pretty cold stretch beforehand, so I'm not going to try to overreact to that too much. But we can indeed agree to disagree, Chris. But let's jump to receivers. Mari Cooper, 7,800. T.Y. Hilton, 7,600. He's got a back injury, but he practiced Friday and, and Saturday. If T.Y. Hilton could be listed as probable, he probably would. I know you're looking for a big fantasy day out of T.Y. Hilton tonight. Do you think he's good uh, for DFS purposes as well? I, I think so. The, I mean, the Jets' defense has given up a lot of, I, th- I believe, over-the-top balls, and Hilton's kind of a guy that can go deep mm-hmm. time to time. So if if we're looking for a guy that could beat the defense, and assuming he's healthy, it's it seems like he's trending in the right direction mm-hmm. for that game. Um I, I wouldn't be opposed to using him. It's definitely a, a bit of a question mark because if, mm-hmm. if he's limited in any fashion by by that back injury, it could impact his game, especially given that mm-hmm. he's the second highest priced wide receiver on the board. But given in the majority of Monday Thursday slates, you can afford a lot of the top guys because there aren't a ton of um, mm-hmm. a ton of high priced, highly priced guys. Exactly. And you, and you look at the board this week. There's really only 
one player or two players, the two quarterbacks that are over 8,000. So you mm. can probably afford almost the majority of the top of the board, and I wouldn't be opposed to going with Hilton even with that back issue. It may keep some people away from using him just because of that, the back injury. People might be scared mm. away from using him a little bit, but that, Jeff, that Jets defense is definitely vulnerable to the pass, and he's, probably, he's definitely the top target in that receiving group all right so i know i know you need some ty hilton i need some ty hilton let's play chance to win what what do you need from ty hilton tonight like in our league for example if i to to win realistically i don't even know if i actually need to win the matchup looking at it again Mm -hmm. but realistically between i have ty hilton and luck in this league and you need how many and i need probably i would say about 20 points a piece about 40 Mm -hmm. about 40 40 safe all right I would give you about a about a forty percent chance to win there. I think uh, you know they might be stacked against you a little bit, but uh, you you are realistic. Just because the only reason I don't give you over fifty percent is because of the whole T. Y. Hilton coming off of injury. I haven't seen him yet, but I think he's had enough time to go. Now, me personally, Chris, here's mine. I need T. Y. Hilton to. I'm I'm down by about eleven and a half points. So basically, I need T. Y. Hilton to outscore uh, Leonard Williams as an IDP by twelve points, and it is non PPR standard scoring what would you put me at okay i i guess higher or lower than 50 percent. i guess you said it's non-ppr non-ppr no ppr whatsoever i'm down by 12 i need hilton to outscore leonard leonard williams by 12 points i'd have to probably go a little lower than that Mm -hmm. for sure maybe like 20 percent chance to win that one seems pretty pretty fair because it still gives you a little bit there but Non PPR going, you still have an IDP mm-hmm. going against down twelve. That's that's asking for a lot. Yeah, that is quite a bit. But uh, all right, so Hilton, you know, hopefully we both need a, a decent amount out of him. But what about Dante Moncrief? He gets an he's a little bit of an afterthought in this. He's only sixty seven hundred. Uh, could you see him going into your lineup? I mean, you can make a case for Mari Cooper at seventy eight hundred. You can certainly make a case for Brandon Marshall at seventy two hundred. So if Moncrief goes in your lineup, you either you have to yank Cooper, Hilton, or Marshall. I guess one, yes or no, do you do that? And two, who do you pull? I think if I was going to pull somebody, I, maybe you would pull Hilton for Moncrief if you're going to pull one of the mm-hmm. receivers just because of the same team mm-hmm. and you don't. Then sometimes you don't really want to double up on the same team so i mean if i'm gonna there's a difference between stacking and hedging your bets i guess a little bit you want to say so if you if you're going with a full-blown cold stack you think they're going to score 42 points tonight then you would use luck hilton you could use use all three but but if you're going a different strategy here you probably want to be a little safer go for some of the other guys and uh you look at moncrief he did have 11 targets in their last game so Mm-hmm. And you look at uh, Hilton had only five, partially because of the back the injury. Yep. So, but but you do have a question mark with Hilton at least that could give you a reason to switch to Moncrief if mm-hmm. if Hilton's you know not a hundred percent. Maybe he only he gets limited snaps, or there's a chance he re-injures or something like that. Whereas mm-hmm. the other two are pretty. There's not really injury risk with them. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe if you're going to pull somebody from the lineup, mm-hmm. I might do that with Hilton and, and substitute Moncrief in there. Yeah, any interest in being a little contrarian with Michael Crabtree at 6,400 or even Tyree Kill at 5,800? If you, if you use one of these options, chances are you're going to leave money on the table. I mean, you can afford to leave money on the table to be contrarian in some of these, in, especially mm-hmm. in tournaments. If you're, yeah, if you're trying yeah to be, that's how you got to win these yes, things. That's how you win tournaments. So Crabtree does have 24 targets in the last two weeks, mm-hmm. and he's a guy. I mean, you look at him and Amari Cooper, the, the Raiders pass the ball a lot too, mm-hmm. and they're really the two huge targets in that yeah. offense. So you could definitely 
go down to him. Mm-hmm. And you look at Tyree Kill, he's kind of been he's been explosive recently. Mm-hmm. On Sunday his his output was There's a lot of volatility big. with Tyree Kill. Yeah, you know, he could get you ten of, points, he could get you thirty points. It's most likely gonna land you somewhere in yeah. between, but the, his ceiling and floor are very, very far apart. There's also a question of uh, if Macklin is back this week, it mm-hmm. could impact him, but that's something you won't know before yep. Monday's lineup lock. you got to lock on Monday. So That might be a situation to fade entirely. I mean, if you guess right, a lot of people are probably going to fade that situation. If you guess right, there's room for profit otherwise. But, yeah, fading, fading yeah, that situation is okay. Definitely in cash games, you need to, f- need to fade it probably. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you want to take a chance in tournaments, I mean, you, you could take a chance on Tyreek Hill. Or Macklin, if you if you believe mm-hmm. Macklin's going to be back, yeah, but Macklin that's being riskier. a much riskier yes, of the two, we don't, don't know even what know we're if see. you get a zero from him if he doesn't mm-hmm. play. So, yeah. Lastly, before we move on to tight ends, I do want to point out Amari Cooper only targeted four times, and uh, Michael Crabtree surely overperformed him in this last one. Again, the salaries haven't quite had time to react. So, if you want to start Crabtree over Cooper, I couldn't really fault you for that too much here. Tight ends, Chris, this is a pretty easy breakdown. Travis Kelsey leads the way at 6,300. Then I tried to sift through here and find any tight end that's even relevant. Dwayne Allen's 4,900. Jack Doyle's 4,500. Bunch of garbage kind of in between there. Then you got Clive Walford at 4,500. Essentially, and the Jets don't even use a tight end. So this is a lock for Kelsey, whether it's cash, GPP, or whatever. He's the only person that can really actually get you points, right? I would have to say so. I mean, you did look at a few... Games earlier in the season, Jack Doyle did have a couple decent games, but mm-hmm. really hasn't done much of late. The last mm-hmm. couple of games, he's had a total between the last two games, he had a total of four point seven points. Yeah, so it means I mean the risk reward there you, you save eighteen hundred dollars in salary that you're gonna leave uh, yeah. leave out there anyway. Like, so as we mentioned, most Monday Thursday, especially this one included, you're not gonna reach, you might not reach that total. So mm-hmm. there's really no reason to save up for. Save and save and go down the list on this. I think you have to go. Kelsey is really the mm-hmm. only option on the board for among the tight ends uh, mm-hmm. in this Monday Thursday slate. All right, Chris, let's jump to the full week fourteen slate here, where we got a, a complete slate to pick from. There are no teams on buys. Bye weeks are finally over. I know you guys have been waiting. I've been waiting. No, no longer have to worry about bye weeks. Of course, that's more relevant in season long than DFS here. But we do have, that doesn't mean we have a full slate of games to choose from here. So if you're going to pick a quarterback for a cash game, your 50-50s, your double up, a quarterback with the highest floor, which one intrigues you the most on the uh, on the slate in Week 14? Yeah, I'm actually going to move down the board a little bit. I didn't really like some of the matchups up at the top. You, mm-hmm. you could consider maybe Jameis Winston against that New Orleans defense, but just having looked at his recent game logs, he hasn't topped 20 points in any of the last four weeks he's gonna this week though because i need it in the playoffs (laughs) just yeah yeah that's what uh you always gotta hope for is when Mm -hmm. you need it then it happens but um i don't know if i would be willing to especially in cash games it's still a risky play and and if you're cash games you want to go more safe Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna move down the board a little bit and uh i'm gonna roll with eli manning at 7700 against the dallas cowboys he it's a home game against a divisional opponent and when you play when Eli plays in bigger games, he tends to step up and and really take ownership, take lead in that mm-hmm. offense. That's so that's part of the reason that they've won. He's won multiple Super Bowls is because mm-hmm. he kind of steps up when needed. He's got Odell Beckham in his arsenal and too. He has Odell Beckham. He's he's a guy that does have some big point potential. He's had twenty three and twenty six this season. You're you're really looking for maybe at seventy seven hundred high teens, low twenties. If you can hit that, that's it's a good 
total probably for a cash game. And I think he can do that. And in his home field, and you're going against a Dallas offense that is allowed top 10 against uh, and fantasy points allowed against opposing quarterbacks. So it's not an unbeatable Dallas defense. And the game should be decently high scoring. Neither defense is spectacular, and both offenses are pretty decent. So it's I, I just uh, among the quarterbacks around this group, he's probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. I don't really like, as I mentioned, don't like the guys on the top of the board. So you try to save maybe a little bit of money there and go higher at mm-hmm. other positions. Yeah, I mean, you look, you look at the top of this board here. I mean, Drew Brees, he's coming off a rough week, and he's got a road game. Tom Brady gets Baltimore, who's got uh, who's got Jimmy Smith back here. Um, I mean, some of these other ones, Andrew Luck, uh, home against the Texans, maybe. Aaron Rodgers is at home, but against the Seahawks, that's yeah, even though Earl Thomas broke his leg, and he won't be in that secondary. They still have Cam Chancellor out there, Richard Sherman and company, so that's going to be tough. I originally was looking at the numbers and uh, thought Phillip Rivers at 8,000 was going to be the, the way to go. On the road in Carolina, and Carolina is just giving up. I mean, it seems like they've pretty much cashed it in. They've thrown in the towel this season. They they gave up, I mean, 40 points or something like that to Seattle last night. And uh, just, I mean, I just don't have any faith in that Carolina defense. But then again, I look at the intangible factors of that. And you got a West Coast team heading all the way to the East Coast. That's I. I mean, I'm not sure Philip Rivers will be affected by that. He's a veteran; he can handle it. Maybe some of his other guys are. And there's the wide receiver situation, of course. Tyrell Williams playing with a torn labrum, and then there's all that. So I, you know, after I looked at the factors, I don't think that Rivers was really uh, safe enough for me in terms of cash game. So I'm gonna actually bump up, and I'm gonna go Matthew Stafford, who had a good game last week against the Saints. I think he'll continue to keep it rolling. One, there's a chance that he gets Marvin Jones back, and even if he doesn't, Golden Tate's been playing spectacular lately. Uh, so we got Matt Stafford. He's at home at Detroit, so it's in a dome. You don't have to worry about any of that weather factor. And he gets the Bears. Yeah, the Bears shut down Colin Kaepernick on the slow in the snow. Woohoo! The Bears are still going to be uh, right there with the 49ers for one of those top three, four overall draft picks here. So I'm going to go Matt Stafford in my cash games, 8,500. I think he's just uh, a near lock to get 250 yards and two scores here. But what about GPPs, Chris? We got to get a little bit riskier. Who are you liking? Yeah, I'm going well well down the board with this. At, I'm going to go with a guy that I already recommended once this season he, who panned out decently well. Uh, I'm going to go with Jared Goff at 6,700 going against that Atlanta defense. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the Atlanta has one of the worst defenses, actually the worst defense in the league in terms of fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks this season. Mm-hmm. And he definitely had a down week against the, the Patriots last week. But this is... Different. That's the Patriots, and this, this is the Falcons. Yes, and and the week before against New Orleans, he performed relatively well. He had 17.56 points, and if you can get that production even out of a quarterback you're paying 6700 for, mm-hmm. that's pretty reasonable. And I don't see the Rams' defense giving to – giving Atlanta's offense fits. So uh, I can see that game turning into somewhat of a blowout for Atlanta possibly. And if that's okay. the case, plenty of garbage time passing yards for mm-hmm. for Goff. Yeah, the Falcons defense giving up 280.8 yards per game. It's the worst in the league. 26 touchdowns through the year. That's the, uh, I mean, that's tied for the second most. Only the Cleveland Browns have allowed more at 28, yeah. even though they didn't play this past week. Uh, it's finally uh, leveling out there. I mean, yeah, I mean, the Falcons, just all metrics seem to be adding up to uh, to a big game for Goff, although Goff has struggled a little bit. I mean, he tried to do run a play-action play with an empty backfield this past week. That was kind of funny. He still got the rookie bumps and bruises, but I like where you're headed with the garbage time, Chris. That's got to be a decent play here. Uh, as far as my guy goes, 
I looked at those guys below 7,000, and I know I try to pick one of those who could have a decent game. We would like to do that on a week-to-week basis. I just didn't see it for me personally. Mostly, I mean, Jared Goff, like you said, is probably one of the best ones in that tier, I guess you could say. But, you know, after watching him a little bit against the Patriots, it was not very encouraging. So I'm going to pay up a little bit and go with Carson Palmer at 7,400 at Miami. I mean, Miami gave up. Four passing touchdowns to Joe Flacco last week. They gave up the huge game to Colin Kaepernick the week before, and I I think they can do so again with Carson Palmer, whether it's David Johnson to stack him with, whether it's Larry Fitzgerald, whether he catches J.J. Nelson on a bomb, whether it's Michael Floyd, whatever happens, I, it's tough. The only the downside to Carson Palmer is the coin toss of who to stack him with. But even on the road in Miami, it's a must-win game for the Cardinals if they want to keep their playoff hopes alive. I think Carson Palmer is a pretty good play given his cost at seventy four hundred here. What do you, you like that, Chris? And uh, do you want to offer up anybody else at all? I mean, he's a guy that you do get a lot of pass attempts on generally mm-hmm. on a weekly basis. He's thrown for over forty in. Five of his last six mm-hmm. games. And so, I mean, that kind of floor, you could even put him in a cash game, too. I think Carson Palmer is a good play either way. Especially given the, the 7400 price tag. He's got a decent matchup in this game against, as you mentioned, the Miami defense been getting blown up, got blown up last week. So there's definitely a potential here for a, a good game from him. And But as you mentioned, the only question, the real question is who you stack him with. Generally, mm-hmm. you want to stack your – your cash game or your tournament quarterback with somebody and in this offense and David Johnson's going to be difficult. expensive on the next week's slate yes. there's no doubt about that he's holy cow David Johnson is 9700 at Miami next week so that's not going to be a very affordable stack he has earned that price tag there's no doubt about that all right, before we sign off, we have a special offer for new FanDuel users. Get a free six-month RotoWire subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash RotoWire. Not only will you get a free subscription, but you'll have that $10 available to play with on FanDuel. That's over $40 in value for just $10. Go to FanDuel.com slash RotoWire. If you're already a FanDuel user and still want to check out the website, be sure to go to RotoWire.com slash pod. That's RotoWire.com slash P-O-D for a free 10-day trial. For Chris Benzine, I'm Jake Latarski, the RotoWire Daily fantasy sports podcast will return tuesday with john mccackney ben miller and myself